Oh, man. <laughs> Friday, Friday. I know. That Friday feeling. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every time, every time we record on a work day for me, pretty much without fail, we're like, oh, cool. Okay, let's get ready. 10, 15 minutes. I get a text message from a parent. (laughs) (gasps) You, the the timing is always just impeccable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like they know. Well, it's like how when parents uh, say like they got their kids all situated and whatever, and then the second they go to the bathroom or they sit down to eat their own food or whatever, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the kids all need, (laughs) it's like the same concept. Yep. Same thing. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. <laughs> yes, welcome. We promise we will talk about Dizzy's today. We will. I feel like – I just feel like sometimes we need to like – like uh, wade Impress. into the – Yeah, like wade into the shallow end of the pool and mm-hmm. then kind of get our bearings and then we can like dive right in. Um. So, yeah, because I – like it's a work day for you. I'm out of town. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've recorded here before with you plenty. I've had to record in this place plenty of times, but it's not yeah. my norm. So it just, everything kind of feels more scattered on things like that. But anyways, yeah. So welcome mm-hmm. to Dizzy for Dizzy, you guys. I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And we'll be talking about Harrier Day Sen, volume eight today. And this episode further confirmed to me that we are definitely in the golden hour Mm-hmm. of <laughs> of the DZ episodes because yeah it was it was a good one um but before we get into all of that I know you finished your did you start the second book in that fantasy series that you I did finished okay and I'm already 100 pages in because <gasps> oh. the pacing is way quicker for the second book yeah it's really starting to pick up but because the world's here, been built now here, right? let me show you uh-oh Okay, I'm a hundred pages <gasps> in, but look at look at how barely far I've got. You gotten. guys, that's gotta be like a four inch thick book. It's like eight hundred pages, I think. Oh my gosh. And it's book two. Okay, excuse me, seven hundred. Oh, well. Not to be dramatic. So you're one seventh <laughs> of the way through the book. That's like what? Like fourteen percent like, or something? Fifteen percent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but it's very good. Things good. are picking up. Um, well, you're obviously reading at a faster pace than you did the first book. I am. And then I got my first. Okay, so guys, I'm a big puzzler. And mm-hmm. for Christmas, Kristen is a genius and got me something I didn't know existed. And I didn't is- know it existed either until I looked for it. I was just like, this is something Ashley would do if it existed. I oh, wonder if it exists. my gosh. Okay. If you are a puzzler like myself and Winston. Winston. <laughs> um, Points if you know what that is in reference yeah, to. Yeah. Um, there is such thing as a puzzle subscription service and you can But it's like subscribe. a library. Yeah. So I got my first puzzle. <laughs> I'm already probably a quarter of the way done with it. Maybe a third. And are you doing it on your puzzle table that Eric I'm doing got it you? on my puzzle table. <laughs> See how well her husband and I know Ashley. I'm so nerdy. Oh, this is this is the true 
the, the, the truth of who I am as a person. I mean, um, we podcast about a fictional Turkish I know, television show. I, I think it's a given that we're nerds in some form or another. Yeah. So for, for my birthday last year, my husband got me a puzzle table. It's really cool. It has these little drawers that come out on the side. So when I'm organizing my pieces by color, I can, I can stick them in my drawers. But I got my first puzzle yesterday. And I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to The Great Hunt. That's what the second book is called. I'm going to listen to the audio while I'm doing while I'm puzzling. And um, it went really well. So <gasps> Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think it's cool too because like you don't – you send – it's like what Netflix – very few of you will probably remember <laughs> this. But back in our day, Netflix used to just be a DVD rental service mm-hmm. and you would get a DVD in the mail. You would make a list of the DVDs you wanted. Yep. And then they make would send you the one. Yep. They'd send you the one at the top of your queue. Mm-hmm. Um Mindy Kaling in the office has a great scene where she explains exactly how a Netflix queue works. Um, anyhow, but yeah, and then you'd watch it and then you'd put it in the prepaid envelope that came with it, send it back. And then yep. when they got the DVD back, they'd send you the next one you'd on your list. Another one. Yep. So you just like rental on rotation. Well, that's what this puzzle subscription is. So yeah. Ashley won't have this plethora of puzzles building up in her library right. she'll just get to do the puzzle and, and put it all back, it back. Mm-hmm. And, and then get a new send one. me a new one <laughs> and i already started my my wish list is what they have and i've hearted all the puzzles that i like <laughs> so I when it. they send me my next one it'll hopefully i mean i hearted probably a hundred so Good. one of them will be available yeah and then they'll sure. send me one from my wish list cool so. Well, now when you finish this puzzle, you know, you're going to have to take a picture of it and post it on the DZ account for everybody. I can do they're, that. They're going to ask. They're I can ask. do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm bad because I need them to be kind of challenging. Mm-hmm. I need them to be at least a thousand pieces mm-hmm. and I need it. I need it to be a challenge because otherwise I'll do it in like one day. And say, so, yeah, you'll have it done super fast and it's not really that fun. It's I mean, funny. it's always fun. But well, Yeah. It's I, it's nice to have a challenge. Yeah. Well, and when I when I signed you up for it, um I did a gift subscription so that you could fill out all the stuff you wanted, like mm-hmm. you just explained. But it was it came with like it said it was gonna come with a free gift for signing up. And I thought that was gonna send to you, like when you started your subscription. Well, I got this puzzle in the mail like two weeks ago, but it, oh, how actually, fun. it's like a twenty piece. It's teeny tiny and it's like of the Grand Canyon and it's like maybe 20 pieces. It's like nothing. It's like the – and the box is like the size of my hand. Like it's not – That's funny. So I, I I just put it in the kit – in my niece – I keep a little toy box for my nieces and nephews. I just put it in there because I was like, she's not going to want this. Like, That's so funny. But yeah, it made me laugh. So because I was like, free puzzle and then it comes and – it's like I mean kids have to start somewhere so it's it's true your, your nieces and nephews can can Ab- absolutely. check that one out and Benjamin will probably be all over it he's like all about yeah. stuff like that but it just made me laugh cuz I was like okay this, this not, <laughs> so you'll get a free puzzle gift upon subscription so I'm thinking like a full like cool I'll have an actual puzzle to give you like 20 no. pieces <laughs> exactly and it's like a 4 by 6 photo it's like tiny so anyways um but yeah so i 
you started your next book. I have actually not progressed my reading since last week. I'm still in the middle of Infinity Plus One by Amy Harmon. Not because I'm not okay. enjoying it, but I knew I was going to have to make this drive, number one. So I was like, okay, I want to make sure there's enough of the book left for me to listen to the audiobook on my drive. Mm-hmm. So I technically did some reading on my drive here um, and made a little progress. But then when I got here, um, I started watching um, – 1883, which is oh, on. Eric has been watching that. He's it's really liking so it. It's so good. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's so good. Okay, I keep trying to get. I'm like Jason, sit down and watch it. Like, tell I'll him start, Eric watches it. I will have to because I'm like, listen, <laughs> listen. I will start it over because I, I've got one episode left. Well, the season finale okay. drops this Sunday, but I've got okay. one episode left of what's available so far, and there's only nine episodes out, and they're like an hour each. So you know, for us DC mm-hmm. watchers, child's play. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's so good. And it's a prequel to a TV show, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, I don't watch yet. I am going Us to. Us either. But um, – I've heard it, it's very good though. So have I. And what was funny is um, – I swear you guys would think Amy Harmon sponsors this podcast. But the reason I wanted to start watching it is because I had seen a clip in a Facebook group, like a couple stills. Mm-hmm. And – Um, Obviously, I didn't know what was going on, but it interested me because it totally reminded me of a setting for her book, Where the Lost Wander, Mm. um, which I loved that book. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of like that Amy Harmon book. So I was like, all right, I got to check this out. And then that's, you know, when I learned it's the prequel. But I was like, it's set like a hundred and some odd years ahead of Yellowstone because Yellowstone's like in current times. Yeah. So I was like, I don't see why I would absolutely have to watch Yellowstone first other than just knowing like this is the basis for the family. These are like the ancestors of the family it's based on. But I feel like it's probably going to give me more of an appreciation when I watch Yellowstone because I'm going to know about their ancestors already and stuff. But kind of funny how how uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are a married play couple husband in and it. Wife. Yes, I love that so so much. I, I was like, love it. What? Because I, I I've vaguely watched it, but he's he's watching it. Mm-hmm. I saw the opening scene. The opening scene of the show is insane. It's intense. Um, it's, which is actually I was like this a scene very similar to that happens in Where the Lost Wander. Oh, and I was like, oh, this really is like Where the Lost Wander. I mean, and it, it now that I've watched it, it is different, but right, right. same time period, all that. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, no, I just I thought that was interesting. Eric loves stuff like this, kind mm-hmm. of the the pioneer, mm-hmm. you know, um any anything that has to do with travel back, you know, in the old west and that sort of uh-huh. a thing. He loves it. We were really into a show called Hell on Wheels. Mm-hmm. And that's about the the building of the Transcontinental Railroad. Oh. It was a it was a miniseries. No, it was a series, but why am I like a it's an series? AMC an AMC oh, the show? The channel AMC. Okay. Yes. It was during kind of the the big era when they were having all of their huge hit shows. Okay. They had Breaking Bad on mm-hmm, at that time mm-hmm. that was finishing up. Um this show was on there. They had um The Walking Dead. So they were like going your, really your favorite, hard. right? <laughs> No, Eric loves loves it, loved it. I don't know if I, I know. can say he still loves it, but <laughs> no, guys, I can't watch zombies because I'll have nightmares. <laughs> no, yeah. A little baby. No. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Well, I remember when I was visiting you up in Washington one time, and 
one I don't know if it was the actual Walking Dead or one of the spinoffs mm-hmm. that have come, but I remember Eric was gonna watch it. And you and I hung out in the guest room together while he like watched it in the living room because you're like, I don't even want to see like what's gonna happen. I can't. Uh, I don't know why zombies. Hey, we all have our we have our hard limits. We all have our hard yeah. limits. But anyways, yeah. So I spent this week like at night after Jason would like go to bed because mm-hmm. he goes to bed kind of early because uh, mm-hmm. he has to be up super early. So I'd be out in the living room and watching 1883 at like 9 10 o'clock at night so nice. um it's really good so there's one episode left and i was like okay i'm not gonna wa- i was gonna watch it this morning but i was like no it'll be my reward for after we finish recording and we need to watch the love is blind finale it drops today right i don't know if it's actually on there or if it doesn't drop till like the evening but it's it it should i would think it would be on there right now but yeah. it supposedly drops today so, so I'll probably be watching that at some point and Ashley and I will be texting like crazy about it. So um, yeah. and by the time you guys are all hearing this, if you watch it, you've probably already watched it. So yeah, uh, we'll have – I'm sure we'll have thoughts and opinions next week. But mm-hmm. anyhow, so yes, that's what we're up to outside of DZ Land. Um, but we can segue right into DZ Land because I feel like we have a lot to talk about with this mm. episode. And the last like 40 minutes – I mean the whole episode was good, but the last 40 minutes really packed a lot of stuff into it. They did. Yeah. So yeah. I – yeah. I mean the whole episode had a lot of like good stuff and progression, but mm-hmm. I was like, dang, because I remember having to pause at like maybe about the one hour and 40 minute mark. And there's about 20 or 30, 40 minutes left. And it felt like a whole episode's worth of events even happened within that chunk of time. Like, Yeah, definitely. So anyways, um, where should we start though? Should we start with – how about let's start with – let's start with Bora and Merve. <sighs> so they got married. As soon as they sat down and – the judge or whoever said, mm-hmm. where are your witnesses? Yes. I was like, like here yes. we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. They're not going to do it. Uh-huh. This is going to be just another roadblock and mm-hmm. they're not going to end up married. Because Merve's going to question why it. she didn't have her friends there and why she kept this a yeah. secret from them. Yeah. But, but no. she did not. Nope, no. That didn't happen. No. And they're married. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I'm <laughs> – <laughs> this show – this totally – showcases my opinion of the two uh-huh. of them as a couple uh-huh. because now all I'm thinking is well they can get it annulled because they're not living together they haven't slept together <laughs> <laughs> hey listen if if Edda can get her marriage annulled from Denise then oh yeah I don't see why Bora and Merve can't get well and I almost wonder if they're gonna hit some pro- like you know because they wind up on the dock later that evening Right. And they're talking and kind of like how isn't it crazy that like we broke up because we couldn't be together secretly, but then we got married basically for the same reasons because we're not Mm -hmm. supposed to be together at work and we got married in secret for the same reasons. And then like we're not even spending our first night together as husband and wife together. Uh Um, So yeah. Why don't you you stay with me tonight? And she's like, you know my dad doesn't like – and I'm like, girlfriend, if you're married, then (laughs) you need to be married. So they're obviously not going to have an easy time of it as they're first starting off right here and right now. And the fact that it's such a secret that they haven't even told their families, Mm -hmm. I foresee this being a big problem, which – I 
am not super mad about, mm-hmm. but it's just yeah. a bummer they actually got married. Yeah, I know. I really, I really thought because of the roadblocks last episode that it was going to lead to it not happening this episode. Um, mm-hmm. So yet another prediction we were wrong about. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, um, should we talk about Ida and Ebo? Because we yeah. get a little some more progression mm-hmm. um i mean essentially they're just official now right and, and he's stayed the night at her house oh sorry that's okay that i mean i did it last week you did it this week we yeah. got new we both started using a different mic filter mm-hmm. and now we both have to get used to them so i whacked it last week which you could definitely hear because i mm. played it when i was editing um but it was like while I was – I couldn't really get rid of it because it was like while I was in the middle of talking, so it would have gotten rid of the word too. But so it's fine. You did it this week, so <laughs> we're even now. Um, but like you're saying, yeah, um, they like became official. Mm-hmm. Um, now when when he first drops is dropping her off at home on the motorcycle and she's like, you know, listen, please make sure you get that looked at. I'll be worried about you because mm-hmm. they barely got the motorcycle like going again. So she wants him to make sure it gets fixed. But they're, like, saying goodnight, and you can tell neither one of them really wants to leave the other one. Yeah. And he says to her, like, I probably should go because you'll wake up in the morning confused and I don't want to confuse you. Now, did you think that was, like, he was saying, like, because I don't want you to feel pressured to, like, invite me in or to stay the night? Like, probably. Because I was Um, a little confused about, like – yeah, maybe just the implication that he doesn't want to rush her or move too too fast or for her to feel like they're moving too fast. Yeah. Because that's something that's implied even later. Right, when he actually does stay the night and then she's like all nervous. And he, by stay the night, we mean he sleeps on the couch because this is yeah. a DZ. Yeah, and, and she even says when they're talking, she's like – I don't want you – you know, I don't want you driving on the motorcycle. Please just stay. You can stay in, on my couch. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So I see. Okay. This makes a little more sense to me now. She didn't want him – He, I think he was thinking like, okay, you're worried about me driving home. Mm-hmm. But if I basically score an invite to stay at your house, if you're not necessarily ready for something like that, I don't want you to wake up confused that you like – invited me to stay when maybe that wasn't something you were ready for just because the motorcycle was broken like okay i can see that because i i just sort of felt like it was coming out of nowhere because he hadn't mentioned anything about staying with her or her staying with her mentioning anything about him staying and then he's like well if i don't go you're gonna regret it in the morning and i'm like what are we talking about did i miss like a conversation but i'm seeing i'm thinking maybe it was more just implied with the fact that the bike isn't in great running shape right now yeah, because she mentions a couple times, um, essentially, that she'll be really worried about him if he leaves and drives home on his own. Oh, okay. because of the noises that Dang the motorcycle it. is Sorry. still making. Mm-hmm. So that – I – what I took from their whole conversation was that she was the one who really initiated it and okay. was saying, can you just – can you just stay or – she might even say get a taxi. I don't even remember. But because he's trying to kind of allay her fears and her worries. But then he ends up staying on the couch. Yeah. Uh, which is really cute. And of course, like the next morning when she's up, she's kind of like tiptoeing to like spy on him. Uh-huh. But he's like already awake. 
and she doesn't realize that. So when she stops, he's kind of like, wait, we had a good thing going there. Like you were coming over mm-hmm. to check on me. Um, and then they sit down to have breakfast. She's barely – she's just drinking water. You can tell she's obviously nervous having like a male breakfast companion at her house um, who was there the night before, which he basically points out like, hey, maybe I should go if you're already feeling just – if you're feeling this much kind of pressure and stuff mm-hmm. and this nervous just at breakfast, like – And then I loved it because it opened up the opportunity for him to say, like, am I doing anything to make you feel pressured or, like, you have to do anything, you know, because that's the last thing I want to do. And, of course, she's like, no, no, no. It's just something – I'm just getting used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's basically like, well, then you got to eat your breakfast like you normally would. And then she, like, totally does. She starts, you know, jamming her bread and, like – Yeah. And devouring and, you know, things are cute. And then – at some point in the episode, there's what I called the Kuzlar confession time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when Merve comes clean about the marriage. Mm-hmm. And Ida comes clean about her and Ebo being official. And while the girls do give Merve a hard time at first, they don't really – they're not that upset about it. I, 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 I'll be honest. I'd be super upset with you. Like <laughs> I would be upset too if so, my – one of my best friends just up and got married and didn't tell anybody. Especially if you didn't tell your family. Yeah, you, exactly. You, you, we know each other well mm-hmm, enough that you mm-hmm. know I would call you out. And I would yeah. be like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, do what you want, but like, but make them aware of it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I was just – but also it's like I didn't really – I don't want that to be a whole central thing that needs to be dealt with. So I'm right. glad that it was just in that one scene. The girls are kind of like, we can't believe you didn't tell us. But like, of course, they're happy for her. Mm-hmm. But also a little nervous because like, hey, it's going to come out eventually. Like – Yeah. And the rule is still – the rule still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and then during that scene, Celine is about to <gasps> make some confessions. I know. But then Alara ruins everything. Alara. She's a stupid idiot and I hate mm-hmm. her stupid face. Mm-hmm. She's the worst. I don't think I could hate her any more than I already do. I know. She's, she's pretty awful. awful. Yep. And I know – like, listen, this probably isn't fair. Maybe she's got a sensitivity to the sun. But she's, like, always – like, her eyes are always, like – she's always, like, squinting every time there's an outdoor scene when they're talking. And I'm like, I don't like that I can't see your eyeballs. Like, nobody else is squinting you that hard. Shady, like, <laughs> you shady lady. <laughs> Open <Exactly>. your eyes. <laughs> Like it's probably that the actress herself is probably like a lovely human being. She's probably like, so wonderful. Well, in and real she's life, very fair skinned. Maybe she's just super sensitive. To- <laughs> I'm like, I feel like Michael Scott when he's like, I hate your face. I want to smash it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even our mystery mustache man is like ready to. Yeah, he like almost everybody like, hates her. And like I'm when like, they good, You're yeah. Like, a terrible human. Well, and what I really love up until the end scene, because even the best DZ men have to make dumb ass decisions. <laughs> um, and we'll get there. But up until the final scene, mm-hmm. you know, we sang his praises about this last week. He's very much aware this week, too. Like, he knows exactly what she's about. So he's yeah, not. He saw the creepy portrait, the creepy oh. stalker portrait. I'm so glad he. I mean, we saw it, and then I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be like a whole thing." 
Um, but no, he sees it like two scenes later, he shows yeah. up at her art studio. She's not there, but he winds up seeing it. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, not that you already didn't know how she was. Right. And not that you haven't been very careful about your demeanor with her yeah. and things like that. But this even just further cements for you, like how off her rocker she is in her obsession with you. <laughs> there, there's something about <laughs> – now, granted, I – Okay, well, we'll I'll, I'll get to that. There's something about somebody have creating a picture mm-hmm. or having a huge picture or having a bunch of pictures plastered up on mm-hmm. a wall of, uh-huh. of a person that's just so creepy. Like yeet I, with Sanem. <laughs> like yeet. Even even there, there's a really funny Seinfeld episode mm-hmm. that um, this guy Joe Davola he's he's dating Elaine, but uh-huh. he's a total psycho. Oh no! And she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go surprise Joe at his apartment." Oh no! And she walks in, and there are pictures like from afar. So he's clearly been watching her and taking mm-hmm. pictures mm-hmm. of her from afar. They're all up on a wall, and. He- Oh my god! He comes out of the dark room. And oh, she's no. staring. She's staring, and there's a whole wall of photos of her. Oh no! <laughs> she's like, "Oh, what are? What's this?" He's like, "It's my shrine. My oh, shrine." Oh my god! <laughs> so when I see stuff like this, all I think is is creepy, creepy people, creepy Joe. See, <laughs> and I haven't watched Seinfeld all the way through, but. Uh, that reminds me of a One Tree Hill episode, and you know all my One Tree Hill watchers know exactly how dramatic and over the top that show is. Um, but basically, Hillary Burton's character Peyton, mm-hmm. she discovers she has like a half brother, um, and she kind of makes a connection with him online. Reaches out, they talk for a while. Well, then he just shows up and wants to meet her in person. Um, well. A few episodes later, everyone's like, this dude's a creep. He's actually not her half-brother. She does have a half-brother. This just wasn't him. And such, he's such a CW. CW uh-huh. is like DZ level yeah. with their with their drama and the plot twists. It's so true. Um and he winds up getting a giant tattoo of her on his back. <laughs> And it's discovered in the creepiest way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. That's such a horrible. <laughs> Especially when you think it's your half-brother. <laughs> On top of it. I mean, he's not, but anyways. <laughs> So I guess at least she's drawing it on paper and not on her back. But who knows? Maybe she's going to take it to a tattoo artist and get yeah, it tattooed on will. her back. We've got time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> that might be the worst thing I've heard in my life. Well, and like – and it's not just of her. It's like – I think it – gosh, it's been years since I've watched the series all the way through. But I think it's a drawing – I don't know if it's a drawing she made of herself because Peyton's like an artist. Um or if it's like a drawing her mom made of her, but it's Peyton, but it's also like kind of she's made into like this angel with like these wings. So it's like this whole like Peyton with these Ugh. angel wings like on his back. It's just, it's really creepy. It's really <laughs> creepy. And then he, of course, winds up like trying to abduct her on prom night and shoves her in of a basement. Course. Like, you of know, course. yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I think he winds up getting shoved down the stairs by um, 
<laughs> Sophia Bush's character. It's like this is why you like Deezy so much is because this is what you cut your teeth on. It's true. I mean, give me a break. I remember when we were roommates, I remember <laughs> you would have – like, I've, there, I've seen a lot of One Tree Hill. Yeah, you have. have it on. Uh-huh. Same with Friends. That's how mm-hmm. I even got started watching Friends is because of you because living with you. So it's just funny. <laughs> um, but I, I still true. remember I would always be like, man, they have good music on this show. <laughs> Yes, they do. Yeah, they really did. It, yeah, they really did have good music on the show. Their soundtrack is pretty great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, all my One Tree Hill fans will be laughing about this, though. Oh, um, man. That's so funny. It, yeah. So, I mean, at least she hasn't gone that far yet. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but the seldom content we get this episode is good top notch top notch i mean come on um, I, they were absolutely going for it i was they like really can were. you just start making out already i know <laughs> but like i love that they still kept their like little bickering stuff in yes. places like yep when he ma- oh my gosh okay well let's start so first of all the opening scene like come on they're about to kiss he drops the keys though, or she drops mm-hmm. the keys, and the spell's mm-hmm. a bit broken, and which is good because then Ebo runs up. Yeah, he saves he, the day. Yes, he saves the day, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait! There's a surprise party there for Celine's birthday." Mm-hmm. What's funny to me is that Demir's almost immediate reaction is, "Why didn't you tell me it was your birthday?" Like I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, he's so cute." Not like, oh, great, it means I have to be out of my own house again for, like, another day. But why didn't you tell me it was your birthday? And I'm like, mm-hmm, that's right. So yep. he, she's like, I'm so sorry. You know, obviously I didn't know this was going to happen. So he takes off. And she Which gets there. Which is also sad that he can't even participate at the I, party. I he, know. He looks, he looks really defeated that he has to just leave and not even – celebrate her and when he's like ice your leg before he leaves (laughs) i know i know i know poor baby (gasps) so um the surprise party winds up in full swing she has Mm -hmm. to go get dressed and stuff because remember she's in the sweats and the girls are helping her get ready so they're kind of talking a little bit um Mm -hmm. and you can tell celine kind of feels bad about the whole demir situation um but then when she gets down to the party, she's like, oh, crap, what's that hag doing here? And because a Alara- stupid Brock has brought Alara, and now she knows, oh, this is Demir's house, but this is Celine's house where the party yeah. is? Like, huh. And she basically taunts Celine with it. Like, don't worry. I know your secret and it's safe with me. But it's more like dot, dot, dot for now. Right. Um, and, you know, and of course she makes these giant assumptions – about why they live together and here's what's interesting about that to me is that i'm like okay you're basically saying that she's like sleeping her way to the top but -hmm. at the same time why do you want to be with a man like that then right like yeah if she's sleeping her way to the top uh then there's two people involved in that like right so why would you even want to be with a man who'd be like yeah employee move in with me and have a sexual relationship with me so that you can get a promotion. Like, but you're so interested in it. Like, come on. Right. You know? 
Yep, exactly. And just her, she was being so gross and petty about the situation. And yeah. then she she brought up the whole kind of, you you don't have the same background as, as him. The whole different worlds kind of a thing yes. that happens a lot in DZ's. Uh, you know, you're just a farm girl from far away, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. You came to Istanbul and thought you could live the way we live out here. Just the, all a lot of gross implications about yeah. not only about Celine but about Demir and who she it, thinks he exactly, is. Exactly, because he's not a snob like no. you, Alara. <laughs> but with her accusing Celine of this stuff, she's also indirectly accusing Demir mm-hmm. of only wanting somebody who is quote equal to him as right. far as social status or money right. or any number of other insignificant things that we know Demir doesn't care about. Exactly. Well, and like, yeah, it's just so, yeah, whatever. That's Alara though. Alara's gonna Alara. Um, But I do love that Celine doesn't back down. She's kind of like, well, yeah, a disgusting mind like yours would would jump to that conclusion, wouldn't (laughs) it? Like, you don't even know the half of it. Um, you know, she does at least attempt to start to explain, like, actually the situation is, and but Alara's like, oh, whatever, you're not going to convince me. She leaves in the cab. And they do have another confrontation later after that mm-hmm. whole Kislar confession thing we talked about. And when Alara shows up, shows up, excuse me, but she's like, okay, well, Demir's not here. I'll just go wait in his office. And Celine's like, oh, I'm having none of that. Like, yep. she follows her into the office. Like, you can't sit there. That's Demir's chair. And you're just a customer. So customers don't just come in here and do as they please. So I'll let him know you stopped by. And, of course, Alara yep. cont- tries to continue with the taunting of, like, look, just because basically you're in his bed right now. Like, that's essentially what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know what? Celine, I love it because she's like, I'm not even going to attempt to explain this to you. I don't owe you an explanation. Like, mm-hmm. it's not what you're thinking, but I'm not even going to explain that to you. Yeah. Anyways, get out. I'll let him know you stopped by. Yeah. Um, and I love that, that she's just like, no, I'm not going to be – I mean, yes, she has her little moments where she's doubtful and maybe thinking like, well, does he want her attention? Like, you know, right. why do I care that they're going to go meet or, right. you know – but Which is natural because yeah. she and Demir don't know each other super, super well mm-hmm. quite yet. They're still getting to know each other. So she's not going to necessarily know if he does have feelings for Alara. Right. All she can kind of judge him on is how he's reacting, how he's treating Alara. But everything so far points to the fact that he only wants Alara to be a customer. And right. that's it. Yep. Well, and especially when he winds up using her as the example for the monster customer, um, you know, and like, let's just get her job done and over with in like the next week or so. Um, And he kind of gets to see the whole gang like really put the, put their, what, what am I trying to say? Like put their foot on the gas basically. Like put the pedal to the metal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, you know, because he's kind of like, listen, you guys were having your whole meeting about what to do with a monster customer, which obviously that was the whole Project Cheetah thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's like, well, let's see you put it into practice now. Like, let's get this stuff finalized. Let's this. And I love it. I mean, Barack tries to be all stupid about it because he's kind of like, well, Celine, why are you smiling? Oh, and uh, Demir Bay, 
Only uh-huh. you, me, and Celine have been the ones in contact with Alara, so she can't have a problem with the whole team. So which one of us is it? Like just oh yeah, yeah. He's like really, yeah. um, and then the whole thing where he, you know, he and Feru snuck in and got the pictures, mm-hmm. and then of course they don't prove anything because they're not creepy pictures the way right. like uh, Alara's are. Um, they're clearly artistic and like capturing her friends and the people she cares about. Mm-hmm. But of course, he's the pictures of him, and he flashes back to something Feru basically told him before, like, "Well, of course she has feelings for you," and yada yada. So Barack starts right. playing on that this episode, like showing up to pick her up for the work project and calling her Guzelim, which like even Demir was bothered by that. Um, I loved how irritated he was uh-huh. about that. Drink your coffee, Demir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah so like. Ugh. Well, and it's – dang it, I lost my train of thought. Cause Sorry. <laughs> you, no, no, it's okay because you started somewhere and I had a thought I, about it. Yeah. But I wanted to let you keep talking. Um, and now I forgot what it was that I had I know, what did, about. I know. We were talking about Demir and Celine. I kind of segued to cover the Brock stuff. Um, but like, yeah, it was just the Demir and Celine moments. Like they're – both starting to act on it a lot without fully acknowledging what they feel. Um, well, if it comes to you, just interrupt me. Yeah. But like literally just interrupt me in the middle of whatever I'm saying so you don't lose it again. But, you know, uh, at one point, Demir ends up at Vidot's. I think it's while the party's going on because he doesn't really have anywhere to go. And, yes. um, you know, I love it because he's kind of in a mood. And Vidot's like, look, if you're going to be all pissy, put that to good use. Here's some gloves. Help me dig and plant these, you know, trees and stuff. Well, and Vidot isn't exactly super thrilled right now either because the girl that he was interested in, he found out, is actually Mm -hmm. Celine and He's not going to try to stick a claim on her because he knows – he can tell that Demir is Mm -hmm. starting to catch feelings. Mm -hmm. They're best friends. He's not going to step on his toes. Demir was there first. (laughs) Well, doesn't he say something too like about like basically like a a roadblock came up where that was concerned? Because doesn't Demir kind of ask him a little bit? He does. Okay. Because Vidat was talking about fate previously and fate bringing things into your life. And Demir is kind of saying, hey, what about you? Because Vidat's giving him a hard time about being sulky. Yeah. And Demir's like, well, oh, what about you? You changed your tone. You were talking (laughs) about fate and all these other things. And then Vidat essentially says, well, fate decided to build a wall and to block that river. Yeah. And it's a big, huge wall. Hmm. So, you know, he skirts around it, but he is still – it kind of explains that the thing he thought was coming into his life is not going to work. Right. And how is he going to tell Demir? Well, right. And especially because he basically told Sidley last episode he wouldn't. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah. So the two of them wind up, you know, replanting some <laughs> giant plants. Right. And um, it cracks me up because they fall asleep. I'm like, people in this DZ fall asleep in the worst places that you would never be able to sleep all the way through the night. You would wake up with like the worst um, cricks in your neck, hurt in your back, which Demir mm-hmm. does the next morning here. <laughs> yeah. But most of the time, that's not what happens. Like, right. They just wake up in the wicker chairs in the cafe or, 
whatever. And I'm like, how did you get a comfortable night's sleep? There's no way. There's just right. no way. Uh, but yeah, so they fall asleep in the greenhouse and um, he wakes up to see that like he has a bunch of missed calls from Celine because she was trying to call to tell him about, oh crap, Alara's onto our situation, but she has her own ideas about it. Um, right. But when he finally sees her missed calls and calls her back, mm-hmm. she's like, can we talk later? My parents are coming and I need to take them to the bus station. Uh, and he's like, okay, you know, good. Like, I'm glad things are good between them. Like, cool. Well. Mm-hmm. Oh, my he, gosh. The, oh, this okay. is the best. It's- this whole scenario is my favorite part of the episode. Me too. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Because- even more than the dinner. Even more than the dinner. Because this to me was just an oh, such yeah, yeah, a yeah. sweet, kind, ah, uh, like when you do something for someone you love, okay, or you know care about. That's always wonderful. But when you do something for their family, like he didn't, like making that making someone you love or your crushes, you're making him dinner or something or her dinner. Mm-hmm. That's cute. That's sweet. It's adorable. It's thoughtful. But when you go out of your way to do something, like, for her family, mm-hmm. like, oh, that just got me. Because yeah. when she's calling the taxi to come and get them so she can take them to the bus station, Demir pulls up and he's like, well, my aunt said that you were leaving, so I thought I would drive you to the station. And he's like, it's really no trouble. And it just ugh, warmed my little heart. Yeah, the whole the whole scene and then the the bus station scene I think is what really got me and that was probably my favorite part. Yeah. Because Demir shows up and he takes them and then as they're getting ready to leave, both of her parents have a little moment with Demir. Yes. When her mom went up to him oh. and told him to take care of himself and gave him a hug, I started tearing up because I know cuz you're like when was, was the last time you were hugged so by a mom? Sweet. And he doesn't really have family in his life. He's already seen everything with family that Celine – with the family that Celine has mm-hmm. and what a true, real, supportive family is. Yeah. And just that has had a big impact on him. But now, after they had that dinner and after the whole misunderstanding, well, wasn't really cleared up, but <laughs> yeah. now that her parents – are happier with him in the situation now Mm -hmm. they're really very kind to him and when she hugged him that got me all teary-eyed and then her dad walks up to him oh my gosh and he's telling him you know you've you've been through a lot i really hope i didn't upset you that night at the dinner i Mm -hmm. didn't mean to do that clearly you've been through hard things i myself didn't really have any support growing up excuse me but you've obviously grown up to be a very great and responsible man. Yeah. And I'm sure that your family, wherever they are, is very proud of you. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. I know. Like, stick a fork in me. Oh, my gosh. It- and he's obviously really affected. Because after after they leave – Celine, of course, is upset because her parents have left and she's crying and upset. She turns around and runs into his arms. Yes. I was like, she okay, does. awesome. This is uh-huh, great. Uh-huh. Go to him for comfort. Uh-huh, Wonderful. Uh-huh. And then he is getting teary eyed too mm-hmm. because this whole situation obviously has 
made a big difference in his life and he's probably learned a lot about family and what parents and kids should be like together what the relationship should be like we even saw that with his conversation with Vedat it was just a great it was a great scene well and you know we get when she kind of realizes like oh I kind of dumped my emotions all over him she's like I'm sorry like I just get very emotional when they're when they leave because you know I don't know when we'll get to see each other again and it's just always hard to see them go, um, you know. And he says it's hard to watch your family leave no matter what age you are. Yeah. Because and of course you know he's clearly thinking back to the day that his family fell apart, mm-hmm. um, and he watched his mom walk out the door and then his dad ship him off to boarding school, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I love that because we just got like. A little more vulnerability from him where Celine's concerned. Right. Um, you know, because obviously he's very open with his best friend and I've always mm-hmm. appreciated that. And he usually acknowledges and embraces his feelings, you know, like we've seen him tear up a few times on this show already. So, um, yeah. I mean, he usually quickly tries to like wipe it away or whatever, but, you know, it ha- he his, his he's aware of his emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. Very much so. Except well, for when and, it comes to Celine a little bit, but, you know, well, that's to and, be expected. And we see it in the next scene with the two of them because mm-hmm. they're at a park. Mm-hmm. They got bre- some breakfast and he, again, was very sweet and intuitively kind of understood that she needed some time before mm-hmm. heading back to work. And so he got her food, which if you guys mm-hmm. have been listening to the podcast <laughs> for any length of time – Ashley's food is yep food is my love language (laughs) I'm like if you bring me food (laughs) we're good (laughs) but um you know he he gets her some food and they're having a conversation Mm -hmm. and she's like Demir can I ask you a conversation can I ask you a question and he's like Celine will it stop you if I say no (laughs) I loved that because we get so much Speaking of Dimir, you mm-hmm. you brought us in a Dimir count for this episode. Okay. Uh, Celine winds up saying it 28 times. So we oh are at gosh. a total of 214 Dimir uh, <laughs> sayings for the series so far. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. So, so she essentially tells him – it's not quite a question, but she tells him – uh, that that night at dinner she overheard his conversation mm-hmm. with her dad and he immediately changes the subject and she calls him out on it she says oh okay so you're gonna change the subject because he asks how the party went mm-hmm. and she lets it slide for now because he obviously isn't ready to talk about it even what he talked about with her father isn't much Right. It's he really only revealed that he went to boarding school. Right. His and, parents aren't together anymore and uh-huh. he went to boarding school. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really it. But <laughs> he doesn't even want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So he changes the subject and then we get the big reveal that Alara was at the party. Yes. And, and he's like, "What the heck? Why didn't you tell me?" And he's like, "That's what you called me about, isn't it? Why didn't you bring it up right away?" And Yeah. They, kind of stress about it and he even winds up saying at one point like why is god testing me or something like that and she's like 
well, we're the universe is testing us both, not just you. Right. And he's like, okay, Celine, yes, testing us both. Sorry. And they kind of lay back. Um, yeah. Next to each other on the grass. Do you notice this time his socks don't match his outfit? They match Celine's outfit. Mm. His socks are orange. But he's wearing like blue and something else. Yeah. She's wearing orange. So I was like, oh, he matches her now. Um, so I thought that was cute. Maybe and that's uh maybe that's the the big sign. Mm-hmm. For this episode, mm-hmm. because clearly in their actions and mm-hmm. the way that they're interacting with each other, something I feel like this is the official shift yeah. where they're both realize they have both realized mm-hmm. and they're both coming to grips with it. Especially oh, yeah, especially Celine, especially oh, yeah, because she was an episode. I was, she was like, like ready okay, to admit girl. it, uh huh, at least yeah, to her friends, like, at least to her friends. You're done, girl. This mm-hmm. is it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like <laughs> this was the episode to me where yeah. I'm like, okay, she's officially crossed over into the I don't know, I don't know, do I, don't I mm-hmm. to yes, she for sure has feelings for this guy. Well, and like it's I thought a big um like cementer of that for both of them was the scene later in the episode where they're having coffee at that place right by the water yeah um you know where she first poisoned him with real milk (laughs) and and, you know they do have a nice conversation but then he eventually says like celine you know we still do have to like deal with this whole house situation like yes you know it can't just be divided forever sorry if you guys can hear the loud car outside um it can't just be divided forever you know, and she's like, well, it won't be. Don't worry about it. And he's like, it won't. And she's like, no, because you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, well, you know I'm not leaving. And she's like, yeah, I know. But you know I'm not leaving either. And they're both kind of like smiley about it. Neither It's yeah. not like it was at the beginning where it's like, nope. no, you're going to leave my house. You're going to leave. Like they're both saying like, yeah, this has to be dealt with. But neither one of us is leaving. But also neither one of us is mad about it anymore. Right. Like, right. Yeah. So I was yeah, like, that oh, was huge. this was the acknowledging without acknowledging that you two like being around each other and you like mm-hmm. spending time together. Um, yep. And I mean, he was pretty loud this episode too. I mean, come on. He, he, first of all, okay, We when we do the whole meeting that we mentioned earlier where he's like, let's figure out how to deal with a monster customer because now we have one. It's Alara. They get the montage of them getting stuff taken care of. And then we see them actually showing Demir what they figured out. Okay, we've got this. We've got this. We've got this. He's like, okay, good. That's a great start. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, you're good to go. Like, we're done. I'm going to go deal with this customer and let them know what our plans are, meaning Alara. But they all just keep working. And he's like, guys, I said you could go. And he, mm-hmm. she's like, no, no. Now I need to make these changes that we confirmed. And so he really right. sees what hard workers they are. That it's like, no, we're not done yet. Um mm-hmm. So we're going to keep working. So we get this whole work montage. Um, and um, as he's like walking out, he's kind of smiling and looks over through the window at Celine as she's working. Celine yeah. kind of looks back to where he had been standing in the window after he walks away and she kind of smiles. We get like lots of these secret smiles this episode. 
Well, and and a lot of not-so-secret smiles, too, because mm-hmm. even in the work montage, they're both working together at a desk, mm-hmm. and they both accidentally reach for the same cup of coffee. Yeah. They have a little hand-touching moment, and they just kind of smile at each other. Mm-hmm. And then we have all these it's, – it's funny because you and I were just talking about how – Certain things you you read it in a book and you're thinking, oh, it's so romantic that the hero did this. Oh, yes. he's so sweet that he said this wonderful thing. But sometimes in real life, those things wouldn't necessarily translate. No, they sound cheesy and creepy and like scripted. <laughs> right. Or just like, you know, what if your husband grabbed your face and kissed you? Like I'd be like, why are you grabbing my face? Like <laughs> it wouldn't necessarily <laughs> – but in a movie right. or something, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, look at that. Look at mm-hmm. how romantic. But what I – this episode, all I kept thinking about was Demir is like a real life what you would want as as in, in a man. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is the things that he does and the way he treats Celine – the gifts that he gives her, mm-hmm. the way that he talks to her, they're actually – they feel very realistic to As me. They would translate well into real life. Well, because they seem very realistic. They feel like something – this is something a guy would actually do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's your birthday. You know, I know that you really love that fish. Why don't I get you an aquarium? Oh, my That's gosh. That's a very thoughtful thing mm-hmm. that a man might actually do. Yeah. Or – Oh, you know, I'm thinking about you. Look, this lollipop reminds me of you. Let me grab this 50-cent lollipop uh-huh. because I'm thinking about Celine right now, and I'll give it to her. Uh-huh. Oh, um, your your parents are leaving. Why don't I support you by driving you to the bus station with them? They're, mm-hmm. It's nothing outrageous. No, <laughs> nothing they're not outrageous these – Nothing outrageous happens. They're not giant grand gestures. Even the whole dinner thing. Um right. You know, he clearly it I because this this happens before the fish tank and all that. But you know, he's just realizing this is this has happened after the work montage. They spent the day at the bus station together. Like there, he's kind of reflecting back on all this stuff. And so, at one point in the episode, we see he's put a dinner together, and I loved it because the Taze started their work at Happy Pie. Right. And of course, they're over the top and, you know, one of them yeah. is like wanting to be super RC with the food, which I can appreciate because, hey, presentation and all of that. But that's not really what Happy Pie is about and the customers. Anyways, all that to be said, they decide they're going to make a dinner, a romantic dinner, and get mm-hmm. sneakily get Celine and Demir there. Well, they end up calling Demir when he's very distracted by that creepy photo. Yeah. So – He's just kind of like, oh, uh uh-huh, okay, yeah, have a good day. But you could tell he doesn't really hear them invite him to happy pie after work, anything like that. Um, Celine, kind of the same thing. They're like, oh, we have a surprise for you. You know, I don't know if Ida told you, but we started working at happy pie and we want to show you something or something like that. Come on by. And she's like, yeah, okay, see you guys later. But -hmm. neither one of them end up going because they really don't remember. Like they weren't paying attention on those phone calls. So the dinner winds up being had. By Ida and Ebo, which I loved because I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. well, she's the one who gave you the jobs, first of all. It's yeah. her it's her shop. So she yeah. and her man deserve to have a nice romantic dinner at her coffee shop. So they're the ones that wind up thinking it's for them when they get there. So that's cool. The food doesn't go to waste. But when we get mm-hmm. back to Demir and Celine's household, it's not it, – it's not – it's just the table that's outside. He hasn't like 
now don't get me wrong. I loved, loved, loved the John DeVitt scene in episode 12 Mm -hmm. when he basically has a whole restaurant set up in the backyard and it's all beautiful and it it was such a John – it was such a John DeVitt thing to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, totally. And it fit that whole situation. I loved it because even – to him, it was like a small gesture and to Sonem, though, it was like this huge thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was beautiful for them. That wouldn't have something like that wouldn't have fit Demir though. No, nope. and so I love that it was just like or no, their I'm, relationship. No, yeah, yeah. And so I love though that, but it it gave me those same feels mm-hmm. that the John and Sonem sweet uh, homemade dinner chef catered thing of episode twelve of EK. Yeah. This gave me those same feelings, um, even though it was just him making a normal dinner at home. He just happened to set it up outside in their backyard. Right. I love cuz again our 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 spaz that we love Celine, she gets home. It does not occur to her that this is actually for her. Right. She's like she's for, upset. Well, <laughs> I love that she first walks in and notices all the animals have been fed and she is kind of mm-hmm. like, "Oh, he fed them." But then she sees that and she's like, "Oh, that's why he fed them so that I don't have to be here and I can leave." And she's kind of like, "Demir, right. why didn't you at least tell me you had this planned?" blah blah blah. Like I came right. all the way home. I was like, and he's kind of like, wait, 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 stop, time out. Celine, why don't you explain to me what you're upset about? Because he really doesn't get it. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, well, I wanted to come home and relax. I'm tired and I'm this. And he's like, well, you have a lot of energy in all the things you're saying right now. I'm having a hard time believing you're tired. But again, how about just chill, sit mm-hmm. down, let me take this purse real quick. I love that too. He just like pulls the purse right over her. I don't know yeah. why I loved that so much. Yeah. Um, sits her down. And then he goes and sits down and he's like, Celine, this dinner is for us. Yeah. <laughs> like I made dinner and it's for us. I'm not – like nobody's coming over. I'm not having anyone over for this. And I love it because she's not like, oh. She's like, yeah. well, why didn't you say so? And so she just starts like uh-huh. grubbing on the food, which just so – so that – like it just yes. fit. It was perfect. Um because it wasn't actually until the next day when they're in the car having a conversation and she's teasing him about his rigidity and, um, you mm-hmm. know, like, well, you don't ever eat fried foods or you don't eat – and she's like, well, right. you ate fried chicken last night. He's like, yeah, I made fried chicken because I know you like fried chicken. Uh, and she was kind of uh-huh. like, oh, you did? Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, so, yes. So the like, I loved it that it was like, oh, my gosh, he did this super sweet thing. Mm-hmm. But then – it still wound up just being a typical seldom like kind of bickering session because even then she's like it's a drumstick do you really need to cut the meat off can't you just pick it up and eat it right like where and then she terrorizes him with her greasy (laughs) fingers and (laughs) (laughs) yes and then because he's kind of like ew no because then you touch it and you're greasy all over that's gross and so yeah like you said she terrorizes him of yeah. course, winds up touching his hands with her greasy hands. But instead of it feeling icky, he there's the music plays and there's a moment because their hands are touching. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's ruined by Alara because she calls and wants to talk to him an hour later at the coast. Um, but I love even on that phone call, Celine clearly is like, what the heck's going on? And kind of mm-hmm. spies and eavesdrops. But Demir's all business. Like – because Alara's trying to wait for him to bring up the whole, hey, I know you know about mine and Celine's situation. 
Right. And she and, assumes because he's very calm mm-hmm. that he doesn't know and mm-hmm. she thinks she's going to drop a ball on him mm-hmm. uh, when they meet later on. But little does she know, he's already aware of this whole situation. And right. not only that, he's fast tracking her whole project so that they don't have to deal with her for more than another week. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So I just, yeah, I love that. He's like, okay, yeah, we can meet and talk in an hour. Because she kind of even on the phone is like, well, isn't there anything else you have to say? He's like, mm-hmm. no, I like, because he, she's finally returning his calls is why she's calling. Because um, she wasn't making herself available to him like mm-hmm. Celine does. Mm-hmm. I do love how later on Barack calls her out when she comes to leave her, her little oh, note about yes. Paris and yada, yada, yada. And Barack is like... Um, why do you have to be so desperate about this I situation? I love it. You're like, sweetie, you your desperation men, is showing. Yeah. She's, which the subs were totally wrong. They said yes. females make the first move or females pursue. And I'm like, no, Erkek means man. So uh-huh. thanks, subs. Don't you love, but, though, how we can figure some of that out for ourselves yeah. now, even despite the terrible subs? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. I actually, because I wound up, when we get to that final scene, I wound up, um. My my video, I don't know if it was my internet here or what, it was super skippy and weird in the last few minutes, and I was really okay. having a hard time following the conversation um, with the bad subs. And then at one point, it looked like the subs actually had, like, disappeared, but I couldn't tell. So mm. Miriam had actually gone over the last couple minutes of the Seldom conversation when we get to that final scene. Um because, yeah, it felt very confusing in some aspects where I was like, what the heck is going on? Um, but, yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, with that whole Barack scene, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure he's talking about men. But it's, yeah. Yeah, he says so, air kick. Yeah, so I'm glad you noticed that too. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, like, so. That's and incorrect. He's, and he's been like that with her from the get-go. Like, right. I've got your number. I know exactly what you're about. Like, right. Um, it's like his one – semi-redeeming quality but like it's not enough because he's just making so many poor choices still um well and it's interesting because he he fully defends celine after he looks through the pictures mm -hmm. and i don't know if he really is trying to be manipulative with her Mm -hmm. i do think that it might be what merve thinks because merve hears his whole conversation with feru and merve thinks that Maybe he's liking Celine, mm-hmm. or what she does say to Ida is now he's thinking he doesn't want to lose her. And I feel like that's probably a little more on point with what's happening with Barack because yeah. he saw the pictures and he's kind of thinking back on some things. And then the whole Guzelim thing, I'm like, okay, are you just trying to get back? Because at the beginning of this show, Mm -hmm. they seemed like they had a pretty close friendship. Mm -hmm. The two of them were buddies. Um, They seemingly hung out a lot. Um, Celine obviously cared about him. But ever since Demir has come and things have been progressing with him, she's backing away a lot more with Barack. She's not looking to him for approval. She's not looking to him for attention anymore. She... And then the first few episodes, she really, really, really was on Barack a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. would talk to him, would ask him about things, uh, defer to him about a lot, was upset he didn't get the position because Demir was there. But now that she's getting the attention that she would have wanted in those early episodes – 
because he's it's it's like he sees mm-hmm. that she's not caring as much that she's kind of going away yeah um and i think that's really what it is it's almost more of a last ditch effort on his part because Demir shows up where they're when they're in the woods, yeah. and Iraq doesn't that. like that uh-huh. <laughs> because now he's encroaching on this mm-hmm. potential that Barack didn't even care about until he knew that Celine already liked him. Mm-hmm. So just just an interesting dynamic. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. So he, the other, what was the other thing? Oh, like. The other thing I like, or along the lines of that, when he's trying to tell Celine, like, hey, we need to get back on track with getting Demir out of here, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, he's like, you're the one that had this idea to begin with. And she's like, yeah, I did, but I don't necessarily feel the same way. Like, you know, he's done a lot to help us out. Like, I don't think he has ill intentions for this company. Like, when yeah. I messed up, he rescued us. She's like, you know, and I trusted you blindly, and I still have never asked you about what was in that envelope. Like, yep. and she's not even asking then, but she's just pointing out, like, hey, you've messed up too, and he rescued that situation. Um, And he tries to get all, but look at all these people who are being affected. Merve, Ida, da-da-da. but even when he's like, but he says you and me like it's a singular unit, like. Mm-hmm. It and I was just kind of like, oh brother, like yeah, you're really grasping for this, bro. Um, so yeah, and I think what I also don't like about it is like it, like you kind of said, like it seems like he's really only pursuing this now because it seems like a quote sure thing. Because now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, she has these pictures of me. Feru says she likes me. Not even of just because you know it just so right. that just adds a kind of of an ick factor to it where it's like oh because you think this is readily available now you're really gonna like go for it or try to use it to your advantage or whatever you're i don't even know really anymore i don't really right no um yeah totally so yeah um but when what was what was something else oh when demir does go and meet alara Mm -hmm. i love when alara's she tries to stealthily bring up celine but she doesn't and he's kind of like why are you always so concerned about celine i like honestly love that so much like yeah always bring her up to me like i always tell you the same thing um and then he that's when he explains the house situation because she's like you know i saw all the women's stuff you had in the house and then the birthday part and he's like okay listen and basically says like we're more like housemates. We're not, quote, living together like you mm-hmm. think. And it's because of a whole situation where basically both of us got sold the house without the other one knowing. And it's in mitigation right now. So right. until that situation resolves, we're both there. But we're just housemates. And she's like, isn't that weird? And he's like, no, why? Like, what's weird about having a roommate? Like, he right. just really lays it out for her. Um, but while he's explaining all of this – Oh, yeah, We get yeah, yeah. this whole montage. And it just goes to show. I don't care if it's hypocritical. But because Celine goes and like sniffs his stuff. And we're not like, that's creepy. Like, Did she explicitly sniff his stuff though? Yeah. She'd, she Alara like, like laid on the bed <laughs> well, and true. grabbed his pillow. True, true, true. <laughs> um, I mean, she just takes that towel and like puts it up to her face and sniffs oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. and, and then she goes and, like, lays it out on the back 
Okay, balcony, see, which see, I wasn't really what sure I thought what... was happening was that she, she that it was a little musty smelling, so she's like, I'll lay it out on the back balcony so it can air out a little bit. Oh. Like she was just her being considerate. See, I, didn't I just think thought it was, it was her like... being a creep and because like laying on someone's bed and yeah, sniffing their true. pillow to me <laughs> is completely different. <laughs> My than... gosh, that's so just saying it out loud is so. <laughs> So breaking weird. into some, breaking into a man's bedroom to lay on his bed and sniff his pillow are very different than a housemate being like, "Oh, this towel smells a little musty. Let me lay it out on the balcony and air it out a little." Okay, that so that's, that's my fair, defense except of if I thought it, but if I thought a towel was musty, I'd throw it in the laundry personally. But that's just me, anyways. Anyways, it gets her into his room because then that's when she walks as she's passing the bed back by on her way out. Right. She doesn't get on the bed, but she's looking at it and she has the flashback to her drunk Peter Mm -hmm. Pan thing from episode one, right? One or two maybe? Yeah, yeah. And she kind of smiles. So I'm like, oh, so you remember that happening because you were drunk. So you – at some point that was in your memory. Um, So I love that. So – I love that that's, we have that whole thing happening while he's explaining Celine. And then she finally walks up to her room and mm-hmm. sees the aquarium that you already mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I just about like – I squeal. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I just – because like you said, it's one of those things where it's like I think it made me so like, ooh, like let me pull the blanket over my face. Because like you said, it's actually something realistic. Yeah. Like – it's not this huge grand gesture that would only happen in a TV show because it would cost thousands upon thousands of dollars and all the connections in the world. Right. It's going to the pet store and buying a bigger fish tank. Like, yeah. And uh, it and, just, yeah. I mean, he broke whole, a window to say, I mean, he broke a whole sliding glass door to save this fish. So, of course, he's going to buy him a bigger home. Like, it's just so stinking did. sweet. And yeah. she's so happy about it. And she's like lovingly holding the note because, you know, it just says, Ikido Dun. Um, and um, have we talked about this on the series? How like – because I know you and I have both talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. That I love the, the actual definition of happy birthday, like the actual translation, oh. you know. It's, it's good that you were born. Like mm-hmm. I just love that so much more than just happy birthday. It's so yeah. like – anyways. Um, yeah, way better. Yes. So <laughs> she sees Chi-Chi's new home. She's exploding heart confetti. I am exploding heart confetti. And then she goes downstairs and makes him chocolate pudding with almond milk. Mm-hmm. And she's like clearly looking at a recipe. She's tasting it. And then she finally pours it into the cute little pudding cups and cuts up strawberries for it. And then she's waiting for him to get home, waiting for him to get home, waiting for him to get home, um, which he does. But he can't see what she's doing. He just sees that she's in the kitchen. And he wants to sneak that little candy sucker he found mm-hmm. in the kitchen so that she finds it when she wakes up the next morning. And so when – go ahead. No, I was just going to say I think the whole – this whole progression of events, I think the reason I love it so much is because they're both just thinking about the other. Yeah. So, you know, he's having to deal with Alara and meanwhile, she is discovering the aquarium. Mm-hmm. He's – dealt with Alara and he goes to the coffee shop. He sees the sucker. He thinks about her uh-huh. as she is there a is flash thinking- is there a flashback for that? Or is he just thinking about her? There isn't a flashback. Okay. Okay. No. But the implication is because she got the 
the right. lollipop when he took her to the hospital. Okay. I just couldn't happened. remember if it was like his face and it's very clear to us he's thinking of her or if there was an actual flashback. I just couldn't remember. Oh, yeah. No, he's okay. just smiling. Um, okay. He has a good smile, so that's <laughs> – He does have a good smile. Yeah. So she's kind of, you know, looking at the no mm-hmm. and smiling. He sees a lollipop and he thinks about her and he's smiling. He comes home. He's watching her for a little bit. Meanwhile, she's making the chocolate pudding for him as like a thank you. Mm-hmm. He comes in, puts the lollipop in a cup, goes up to bed. The next morning, she's making him a smoothie as a thank you, mm-hmm. gives him the sweetest kiss on the cheek, and he looks oh like he's gosh. been struck utterly dumb by one tiny little kiss. And It's like he's been knighted by the queen. Like <laughs> It's so cute because he... He's just stunned for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then they're kind of talking and they have the cute little fumbling with the pears or apples, whatever, on that plate. Yes. And they're kind of touching each other and, oh, kind of the little awkward giggle moment. Uh-huh. And then um, she's like, oh, you have lipstick on your face. Let me wipe that mm-hmm. off for you. <laughs> so it's these things where, you know, if if you've ever been – in a relationship and you're having those mm-hmm. early moments with the person where you both like each other and it's kind of weird and a little awkward but it's fun and it's cute and you're you're both kind of nervous and you have these yeah. feelings and the butterflies i feel like this whole episode showed that so clearly mm-hmm. it's like this is these are the early days they're so yeah. obviously the early days uh-huh. of two people like each other uh-huh. and they're <laughs> finally realizing it and like but okay. you're not saying it and mm-hmm. even though at this point you're 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 like well they have to feel the same way right because like when i do something right. thoughtful like they do something thoughtful too and like you know cuz if it wasn't mm-hmm. reciprocated i mean unless unless maybe you're just really clueless but like you'd just be like oh thank you that was nice of you but like <laughs> you know like you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, well, he got me a fish tank. Let me go make him chocolate almond milk pudding. Um, right. Y- and a smoothie for breakfast in the morning. And yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so you're right. It is that perfect. It's easy to reminisce on your own early days of a relationship and mm-hmm. what's happening in, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um but of course, the moment gets ruined because Barack shows up, which we kind of touched on this when he shows up to be like, right. And Demir's like, oh, Barack Bay's here. Shocking. You told him that you would meet at the location and he didn't listen and just came here. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And that's when Barack is like, well, come on, Guzelim. And even Demir's like, what did he just say? Mm-hmm. Like, and then of course, that's when instead of drinking his coffee like he should, he's like, well, I'm going to show up at the location and send Brock yep. back to the office, um, which is what happens as she and Brock are discussing the different things they can do for the kids, for the orphanage. Um, Demir shows up and he's like, that is a great idea. And then Brock's like, oh, I thought you weren't coming. And he's like, well, I am. Anyways, you're needed back at the office. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Um so the two of them end up talking more about the plans and, you know, mm-hmm. um, the things they can do. And I love that at one point um, there's just, you know, again, all their little secret smiles and stuff back and mm-hmm. forth. And they end up sitting down and 
did he bring it or he must have brought it from home the rest of the pudding that she had made yeah he brought it and she's like oh yeah. you got it like and he he gives he finally gives her a little something like of himself because he says mm-hmm. or he says like do you know the last time I had chocolate pudding like this and she's like don't say when you were a kid or like I'll I just I'll pass out or something yeah. like that yeah so he stays quiet and she's like Demir and he's like well you said not to tell you and she's like but then she's more like really that's the last time you had something like this when you were a kid mm-hmm. and then he tells her well my mom used to make it mm-hmm. and like the whole house would smell like cocoa it's not like the kind you can get in a bakery or at the store like yep those never smelled like that like hers and um, you know, and so he's kind of getting, you know, he explains that memory and she's like, oh, and she's like, well, then how does, how does mine's like, you like it? And he's like, yeah, I like it. It's really that important to you that like, I like it. And she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when he's talking about the whole smell of what his mom's pudding would smell like, she's like, well, what does mine smell like? And he says, my childhood, mm-hmm. not just like, oh, it smells really good or it's kind of close. Like. It smells like my childhood. Oh, yeah. I just, I loved that so much. Um, And then he caresses her cheek and Mm -hmm. he's like, thank you. Like, well, she has a little hair. So he, oh, yes, that's true. He wipes the hair out of her face. (laughs) Of course. But it's still a face touch. Mm -hmm. We'll take it. Yes. And, and I love how kind of honored. I I don't know that honored is the Mm -hmm. correct terminology that I'm thinking of here, but when he just kind of reconfirms, Mm -hmm. oh, I I can eat this. This is more that I can eat. I can eat all of it, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, I haven't haven't bought milk since you came. And his face after she says that is – it's like he can't believe – Someone was that that considerate of him. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Because it really – like, I mean – she didn't have to stop buying milk. She could have, like, it's very clear in the cartons what kind of milk is what. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have been like, oh, I'll make sure I keep almond milk in the house, but also I'm going to keep using my cow's milk. Like, right. But the fact that she's like, yeah, I don't even want to risk it. Like, let's just not have milk in the house. Ugh. Yeah. He is. He's kind of struck there, too. Like, stunned the way he yeah. was when she kissed his cheek to thank him. I'm thinking back on that because, yeah, I remember just being like, oh, my gosh, of course she hasn't bought milk since he – but thinking back to, like, what his face looked like, you're right. Like, he he was a bit taken aback by that. Like, Yeah, oh. it's clearly a big deal for him at least. Yeah. And you can – he obviously hasn't really had a lot of consideration in his life. Mm-hmm. And I think that with what he's been through with his family, that that maybe has done a bit of a number on him. And so he doesn't – necessarily expect people to be thoughtful or considerate when it comes to him so i think the fact that she was Mm -hmm. and that and and not only was she with this particular recipe but Mm -hmm. she doesn't even keep it in the house i think he's kind of a little bit shocked in in the best way of course yeah of course um so then they kind of move into a conversation um well, we get a flash over to stupid Alara being super difficult with the team, but who cares? We already know that yeah. about her. Um, but they, you know, because I, I think Celine's kind of like, this place is so beautiful. You know, it's peaceful here. It's whatever. And so it kind of morphs into this conversation where 
you know, she's kind of like, I don't really want to go back to the office. And he's like, well, we don't have to right now, you know. And he's like, besides, in a place like this, he's basically saying like, it's just the two of us here. There's no like office. There's no rules. There's no outside world. Like this is just a peaceful little slice of non-reality, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they, he kind of is like, you know, asking – um, they're kind of building a fantasy world in there because then he she starts talking about like yeah. the kind of house she would build or have there, and he I think he winds up saying something like well how, like I thought you were going to do this and this for the orphanage she's like no well if we're just talking about a fantasy world and like what I would have here for me like <laughs> right. here's what it would be, and he says something like well you you how would you have Peter Pan and Wendy living in the same house mm-hmm. and. Like, basically, like, why would you allow him to if you didn't have to? Right. And because she – because doesn't she say something like, yeah, there'd be a house and two people would um, both own it, but it would be this whole thing. And so she's basically building their situation that they're in right now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and he's like, well, why would you let him – why would you let Peter Pan live there? And she's like, well, you know, I wouldn't want him to get cold. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, because if you got a cold – and there's no doctors around or there's no, you know, like, right, right. then you could go and gather plants for the medicine. And so they just kind of build this cute, sweet little, like, fantasy world that mm-hmm. could happen on this land. Um, and they're they're just having this adorable moment. But um, it, the little bubble gets popped because Vidot shows up. Yes. Um, and, but he – it's funny because he sees it and he doesn't interrupt it right away. He just mm-hmm. kind of sees them like, okay, like, all right, something's happening here. But then he's like, I better make my presence known so that it's not awkward, you know. Right. And uh, he does. And so they're kind of going over plans and things like that so that he mm-hmm. knows what kind of plants or trees or whatever they're going to need for the gardens there. Right. And he winds up asking Celine something like, well, yeah. what about you, farm girl? Uh-huh. And Demir's like, well, how do you know she grew up on a farm? And he's like, oh, uh, Merve told me. Like, and Demir yeah, kind of Celine's accepts looking it. at him like, no, 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 huh. no, no. Remember, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. And him saying Merve told me, is it necessarily a full-on lie? True, because, I mean, he because thought she, she was Merve. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But they have a couple of these situations where Vedat maybe knows something about Celine. Yeah. Or talks about an interaction or having met mm-hmm. her before. And Demir is just a little bit confused because he obviously doesn't know that they've met before. Yeah. So the yeah. whole situation, you know, we, we get this whole cute scene it's it's it was cute how when she heard they're walking through the forest mm-hmm. and she heard the bird mm-hmm. and they're both kind of looking at each other uh Veda and demir mm-hmm. just it i thought it was cute because it, <laughs> they're clearly kind of not laughing at her but right. they're both entertained by her yeah they're both kind of like oh my gosh this girl <laughs> well and i yeah and at first i was like is that supposed to be like a like at first I was like, wait, is she the only one who hears it? Is this supposed to be like some like Peter Pan reference where like Wendy believe? I don't think that's what it was though because she says – she mm-hmm. calls it a Sokka bird, which right. I believe is a gold goldfinch. Uh-huh. Um, And at least from what I could tell when I looked it up. And I don't know if that was just 
that's just the random bird they chose for her to hear or if they're if it was because of the symbolism behind it because um you know it it seems to be symbolic of joy enthusiasm positivity like all these things that Celine tends to be right. the embodiment of mm-hmm. um so i didn't know if like that was on purpose or if it was just like that's just the bird she hears but mm-hmm. um either way yeah it was a cute little scene you're right because they both find her like peculiar but not <laughs> because yeah she just uh, she like stops her she's like wait, wait wait everybody stop do you hear that like yeah uh-huh. um so um they kind of wrap up their meeting at that point i mean a few things happened that i think we've already talked about in other scenes but right um like they kind of wrap up the meeting and say goodbye so demir is going to walk vidat to the car and I just love it because he kind of looks back and he's like, listen, be good to her. Like, mm-hmm. behave. Take care of her. Like, it, you know, she's this. She's that. And Demir's kind of like, you just met her. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think he would have said that even regardless if this had been the first time he met her because of how much he's heard about her. Right. From Demir. Well, and Demir, this is the when he kind of reveals that to mm-hmm. Celine. That he, oh yeah, uh, I mean they have another conversation, but as they're as they're walking, um, when they're kind of headed back to the mm-hmm. office, they she's asking him about about Vidat, and yeah, she is like, okay, so is he your closest friend? And he just kind of keeps going about mm-hmm. how close they are, how he's practically family. He's essentially his only family. There's nothing he won't tell Vedat because yeah. she is saying, asking Demir, oh, so he knew about me? How does he know about this? And Demir's just explaining, oh, I tell him everything. I told him everything about the house. I told him everything that happened between the two of us. <laughs> so she's really getting how much Vedat already, he already knew about um, her and the situation. So I think you're right. Everything that Demir told Vidat already about their relationship and about everything, I really think that Vidat would have felt the same way and would have still said those same things no matter what. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of leading up to the final scene, but, yeah. um, they do have one more really cute scene before that, after Vidat leaves. When they have their whole conversation, about when how, is this? When well, there's they... a couple things actually, huh? Uh-huh. Because, um, well, because Vedat leaves and Celine's like, I don't want to go back to the cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, who can blame her? Yeah, just mm-hmm. kind of having to go back to reality. Yeah, and how it's good to escape from problems mm-hmm. and Demir's like problems <laughs> and Celine's like a lot of <laughs> uh-huh. yeah well this, go ahead yeah, he, he kind of explains like well she's not really going to be a problem I explained the situation and she's like well of course she was understanding with you you should hear the way she talks to me and blah 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 and mm-hmm. um and he's like well, don't worry. She's not going to be talking to you like that anymore. Like I mm-hmm. talked with her. I mean, and we all know that's not true. Like, of course, Alara yeah. is going to continue to be Alara to Celine. Yeah. Um, but it's cute of Demir to think he took care of that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he tells her that he explained everything. Yeah. But Celine oh, doesn't react very right. well to that. 
Well, because he's basically like, yeah, I told her we're just like nothing but roommates. There's nothing to be. So you're right, of course, because then she's <laughs> then like, oh, there. good. You took care of it then. Let's go. Like she, I forgot oh, about great. that. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Excellent. She knows nothing's happening then. And, and he's, he's kind of like, like, what just happened here? He's like, so he's like, wait, what's wrong now? And she's like, nothing. Nothing's wrong. And she just walks away. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot about that. Uh-huh. Oh, I my also gosh. really quick before we get yeah. to them eating and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say, I love what a seldom shipper Asmie has become. <gasps> yes, I- <laughs> she yes, because when she overhears Aida and Merve talking about like possibly Barak and Celine mm-hmm. being a thing, Asmie walks on it and she's like, "Oh hell no!" Like that's yeah. not happening. Yeah. And she's like, "Don't you dare tell her! Don't muddy the waters, the brilliant, <laughs> pristine, crystalline water." <laughs> So, and they're like, what waters is she talking about? Like, oh my god! And gosh. we're like, the Demir waters. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I just totally was like, forgot. I have to give her a shout out because yes. that was a beautiful moment. <laughs> she deserves it. She deserves it. Um, so, yeah. Well, and so she's kind of being weird in the car on the way home too, right? And he's kind of like, what's going on? And doesn't she just eventually say like, well, it's because I'm hungry. Like, yes. And that's how they wind up at the little cafe. Um, And we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. um, But um, when they're at this little cafe, because this is where they also Mm -hmm. are like, well, I'm not leaving and you're not leaving. Right, right, right. You know, but they also did have – this is when she also finds out her dad's uh, health checkup went okay. Mm -hmm. And Demir's like, oh, good. I'm glad that, you know, went okay. Like, do you think they'll be coming to visit again anytime soon? You know, and she's like – I don't know, like probably not, but I would always love to have – like they just have another good kind of conversation about how great her family is. Um, And doesn't – does Vedat call – no, when does he call? Yeah, it's when they're walking. Okay, they're done eating, but they're walking. he invites them over for dinner that night. And that sparks her question about, oh, is he your your closest friend Mm -hmm. and all of that. Um. This basically all leads up it the whole conversation is a huge foreshadowing mm-hmm. to the final awful scene. Yes, because she's realizing, oh, they're actually close friends, not just colleagues, not this. So yeah. now she feels even guiltier about that she got Vedat in on this because she's just thinking like, right. oh, they're colleagues or they've done jobs together or something, but not that they're super close. So like it wouldn't be that big of a deal that he never knows about the whole Merve confusion. But now mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I feel bad because I'm having his like best friend basically like keep something from him. It's it's not really that big, but now it feels like bad to know mm-hmm. that like this is like a, a thing he doesn't know. Um, and so I love it. She feels guilty. They get back to work. I love, too, that when uh, Demir tells her, like, oh, that was Vidot inviting us. But I told him, like, wait till the job is over and we can actually have something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, but he invited both of us? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, he's been on your side from the beginning, like, ever since I have first brought you yes. up. Like, And she's kind of like, oh. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, which, like you said, sparks the whole conversation about the fact that they've been friends a long time. Right. So they make it back to the office. And it's funny because she's like, I need to tell you something. And I am I took this as he thinks that she's going to be like, hey, I have feelings for you. And I think right. he wants to be able to reciprocate. 
So right. he's like, looks up and realizes, no, we're at the office. Like, no, let's not have this conversation here. Wait till we're at home later and let's talk. Because I right. think he wants to be able to freely reciprocate without breaking his own rule. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right. And so he was kind of like, no, let's talk later. And she's like, no, I can't. Like, I have to tell you now. And she's like, listen, I lied to you because he's about mm-hmm. to walk away. Like, no, we'll talk tonight. And yeah. he, that stops him dead in his tracks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? And so she obviously explains the situation. She blurts it out. But he realizes he's flashing back to all the conversations that he and Vedat had about, quote, oh, Merve, the whole roadblock says, thing that came uh-huh, up. Because he's like, so you're saying he thought mm-hmm. you were Merve. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, but only for a little bit. And uh-huh. but that doesn't matter. Poor uh-huh. guy. Yep. Oh. Because now he's probably feeling the way that Vedat did when he realized it was Celine. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, my friend. Had developed a crush on her technically before I did, like mm-hmm. you know, and so he, so yes, you know what, that would be hard. And so and Celine has no idea the bomb no. she just dropped on him because she's like, "What the heck?" Like I didn't. This is yeah, it was a lie, but it was little, and I'm telling him about it now. Like what in the yeah. world? So she, you know, of more, course, it was more of a miscommunication than a lie. Like right, I think she even says that. Yeah, and so um, they. You know, Demir goes right up to his office. I love that this also kind of makes him cry because he's like swiping his eyes. And um, he's so upset. But you can totally tell. I'm like, oh, man. Like, because, of course, he's putting all the pieces together. And all I saw was he, like, sees that stupid Uh note and ticket to Paris. And this 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 is what I wrote last night when I was just, like, all in my feels about it. I was like, thank you, Demir, for not being afraid to cry. But please don't go to Paris with Alara because you're mad. Yatma, 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 yatma. You dumbass, starchy feeling, swallowing man. Like, you're swallowing your feelings now. You're pu- you're throwing away your logic because you know Alara is stalker creepy. You've seen the mm-hmm. picture. But you're on the phone with her because you're like, how do I escape and get away from this situation? Because even the best, most unproblematic men sometimes react emotionally to things and and he just got this news he's just Mm -hmm. barely reacting to it he's in the height of his emotions as he probably thought she was about to be like i have feelings for you right like of all the things and And almost not the opposite but Mm -hmm. a pretty bad substitute (laughs) for what he thought was actually happening yes so he's on the phone with her by the time celine like Tried to give him a couple minutes to cool down, but then wants to walk in and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So she hears the tail end of the conversation as she sees the ticket on the desk of him mm-hmm. being like, you know what, Alara, you're right. I do need to get out of town for a few days. And I'm like, oh, boy, you are going to regret those words so badly. I just know it because it's Alara. Yeah. It's freaking Alara. She's going to do something heinous. Like, you mm-hmm. know she is. Um, and so – but he's now – I'm agreeing. hoping they don't go. I'm hoping oh, it's a fluke and mm-hmm. he realizes the error of his ways mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he says, you know what? I'm sorry. I can't go with you. Yeah. You can tell them about the project yourself. Exactly. Like, and then exactly. never speak to me again. <laughs> Ugh, please, Lutfen. Keshke. Um, so he – she basically is like, oh, so you're going to Paris with Alara. And she's like, well, have a nice trip. And he's like – 
well, why do you have a problem with it? And she's like, why should I have a problem with it? That's your choice what to do. Like, yeah. and he's like, well, then what'd you come in here for? And she's like, it doesn't matter. I wanted to talk to you about work, but I'll just email you. He's like, yeah. no, well, you're here. Tell me now. Or do you have other lies you need to confess to me? Which is like, crap, she kind of does Damn because me. the whole Project Cheetah thing uh. is still hanging. But she's kind of like, no, you know what? You do your thing. You do whatever. I, you know, you don't understand. And, or I don't understand. And he, and she's about to walk out. He grabs her arm and... Well, because she... But before that, she says, I I just don't understand why you played a trick on me. Why you would act like there's nothing happening between you and Alara. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I actually... This is the piece that Miriam translated for me. Thank goodness. Because I was like, I was having a rough time with those subs. And my video was skipping around at this point. So I basically watched this scene on YouTube. But there's no Mm -hmm. subs on YouTube. So not even Turkish ones. So... Um, so I asked her and she was amazing and translated it for me. So yeah, from the point where she says, why are you fooling me? Why do you keep acting like there's nothing between you and Alara? And he says, well, why are you so interested in this? Why do you keep asking about it? And she's like, why are you mad at me? Explain that first. It was a small, simple misunderstanding. Even Vidat wasn't this upset with me when I explained it to him. So why are you? I really don't understand. And he's like, yeah, you don't understand. Mm. And then like, and he's grabbed her arm at this point so they're you know face to face and this is where the episode ends which Mm -hmm. clearly to us it's like yeah you don't understand dot 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 that I'm in love with you so of course it bothers me to know that like you had a connection with my best friend and that he kind of had a little crush on you and you know all the all the stuff that fits in that little ellipses there Mm -hmm. um it's yeah it was I was like oh my gosh this is like stopping at such a like high intense like but um, yeah, it was a good. It was a good end. <laughs> it was a good end. There was no like ten second slow mo staring of. Mm-mm. It was just like yeah, just you the don't heated get stare it. between the two of them. Well, and him realizing, oh yeah, I kind of like showed a bit of my cards there in saying that. You know what I mean? Well, and and maybe him kind of realizing, oh, I do really legitimately have uh-huh. feelings for this woman i'm not just jealous mm-hmm. yeah. i'm not just thinking about her as a housemate i'm not mm-hmm. you know it, whatever yeah. else he could have possibly been thinking yeah but yep. uh yeah. i think a good i'm i'm intense. interested to see what happens next episode mm-hmm. and now we're coming up on 10, and 10 people have been telling us yeah, that's, to yeah, watch two, together. two episodes from now. So, so. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting closer. <laughs> I have a feeling nine's going to have some angst in it, of uh-huh. course. Probably 10 will too, with probably a good payoff by the end is my guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm curious how that's going to dispel next week. Like, is she just going to be like, ugh, like yank out of his arms and slam out of the right. room? I, that would be very Selene of her. Um what if 10, what if they're not great, you know, mm-hmm. if they're still butting heads and mm-hmm. and nothing's been confessed mm-hmm. in episode 9, mm-hmm. but episode 10, he's like, no, I am going to go to Paris, and he's at the airport, and we get an airport mm-hmm. chase scene, but Celine runs after him, yeah. and she's yeah. like, you can't go to Paris with that but he, snake. But he was already like, I can't go to Paris with this snake. And he's running off the plane. And they like run into each other in the middle of the yes, airport. Yes, she's running out of the taxi. Uh-huh. He's running off of the plane. Yeah. Maybe oh that's what happens. 
episode yes. 10. Well, yeah, because, because the trip isn't still until like a, a little bit of ways away. So I guess it doesn't necessarily It's the following have... week. So yeah, we so have it... some some play mm-hmm. time-wise because, you know, DZs, we, yes. we can make one episode one day. So yeah. you just never know. <laughs> or a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, it's true. Or a year so, later. I... Or, yeah, or five years later. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm excited. These are all – I know these are all going to be these, like, kind of episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I, But I should be back in California by then because we have nine next week, which depending on how long I'm still in Arizona, we'll probably record out here. But I think we should be able to watch 10 together unless anything comes up. So Awesome. Um, so that'll be fun. That'll be fun. But, yeah. So um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know – everywhere where to find us everything's in the episode notes um if you feel so inclined we'd greatly appreciate if you were to leave us a rating or a review or both on whatever platform you listen on helps the podcast be more visible um but yeah we love you guys thank you so much thank you for everyone who continues to like send messages there's a somebody gave a um like a metaphor i'll I'll read it next week on next week's episode okay like just I love how much interaction and stuff we're getting. I wasn't expecting this much with a show that's been over. Like I mm-hmm. was a little bit like, I don't know how involved people online are going to be as far as like sending us theories or their, you know, right. ideas of things or how they saw something. And um, we've been getting a lot of that and it's it's been a lot of fun. So I awesome. really appreciated it. So thank you guys. So um, it's from someone, I don't know her name, but I, I have it saved. So I'll read your I'll read your metaphor next week and give you credit. But Other than that, you guys, uh, we'll be back next week with Volume 9. So until next time. Goodie shoes. Close to coffee.